You're listening to The Apathetic Millennial. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jack Sheeran, and this is brought to you by The Interviewer. Now, before we go anywhere, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get notified every time we publish a new podcast. And it would be great if you could drop us a review as well. Positive, negative, in-between comments, we want to hear them all. And don't forget to share this podcast round with your friends, family, even your pet dog. So this week, we're taking a step back from discussing issues which directly affect the millennial generation here in the UK. And we're talking to one millennial in particular. Now, James Ridley-Jones has a part-time job, but it's not the kind of part-time job that you'd expect. He doesn't work in a bar. He doesn't work as a waiter in a restaurant. He doesn't even work in a shop. He's a part-time firefighter. So I had a little chat with James, asked him a few questions about how he balances his firefighting duties with university life and why he even got into it. So James, thanks very much for joining us here on the Apathetic Millennial Podcast. It's great to have you on. Just first off, I want to ask you, why did you become a part-time firefighter? I had a lot of free time, admittedly. University students, you do have some free time and you everybody chooses some way to fill it. Some do clubs and I thought, well, why not try the fire service? They're recruiting. I've got plenty of time to give and see what I can work out. And I ended up liking it. It's a job, it pays as well. So it worked out. And then has, has it been what you expected or, you know, has have there been any like hurdles you've had to overcome? I think the first thing you've got to say is that you never quite know what to expect. Um, you know, you're going to an awful lot of different th- um, scenarios which you would never encounter otherwise. So to say that I expected anything other than burning buildings is, I don't know, I don't think I expected anything, but that doesn't mean I wasn't sort of ready for it or appreciative of what was going to happen. Because it must be, I suppose, quite weird in a way, because one minute you're at university or in your in your bedroom, and then the next you could be out on a job saving someone's life or dealing, dealing with a fire. I, I guess, um, I don't, I've never really thought about that. If if the call goes in, the call goes in. That's That's how it works, really. Just you focus on the task at hand, get ahead, and then when it comes to it, knuckle down, get on with the job and then pump, well, yeah, to the pub later if you need. What, what sort of training's involved in um, in being a part-time firefighter? So we have a two-hour drill session every Thursday night. This basically goes over various different skills we have. So um, ladders, um, pumping, cars. It, it, yeah, it's just sort of, sort of reinforce our knowledge, reinforce our skill base uh, over what we should already be proficient in keep us up to date. And do you, do you feel like you've learned quite a lot of skills and sort of knowledge since you became a part-time firefighter? Yes. No, I think the amount of things I've learned that I'd never even thought of before is ridiculous. Some of the some of the stuff, for example, just how fire works and behave, fire behavior. It's amazing. I never knew or even thought about any of the stuff that I've learned. But, you know, now I have learned, now I do it. And it's second nature, it becomes second nature. Well, what, what, kind of, what kind of jobs do you go out on to, um, to deal with? Well, I mean, in theory, you could get anything. I've been to houses struck by lightning that have caught fire. Uh, I've been to car accidents, um, chemical uh, chemical spills. Yeah, literally, literally everything. If you can think of it, I've probably been to it. Or one of my colleagues has definitely been to it. Can you talk us through, you know, from the moment where you get, um, do, you, do you have like a little uh, notification thing or something? How do you get notified about a, a fire today? So I'm, we're quite old school still. We actually have pages. So... Basically, an incessantly loud beeping tells me I'm running somewhere. Get to the fire station, put the kit on, get on the fire appliance, 
uh, and out the doors as quickly as possible. Then as soon as we get there, we sort of analyze the situation, officer in charge gets on and then we're given our orders and we get on with it. That's about it. Can you tell us about a recent um, sort of incident that you, you attended? Um, there was actually a car collision um, just down the road and uh, we were nobody could actually find it. So, but eventually we did manage to find this person trapped in the vehicle, um, head on collision. Not particularly nice, but you get there rushing about like madmen, headless chickens, getting the tools out, getting everything. And then paramedics tell us we need to uh, sort of pop the car open and get the person out as quickly as possible because it was time critical. So get on with that, get the person out, give some administer uh, some medication with the paramedics, help them out. All, all sorted within about an hour. But, you know, very intense. The hardest 30 minutes of your life is a quote I've heard a few times. And what, what's, what sort of, um, I suppose, effect does that have on you when you go and attend incidents where you're seeing people who have, you know, perhaps even come close to, to losing their life or, you know, really dangerous situations? Does that have any sort of impact on you, maybe psychologically? I don't think you really notice as a person. I like to think I'm still the same person that I was two two years ago, as in, but it, there's no doubt the experiences have changed me. I I imagine I think very very differently. I I, I can't claim to have anything. Got to go. And then suddenly James's pager went off, which meant we had to stop the interview for a few moments. But then we realised it was a false alarm, so we were able to continue with the interview. It just shows how James can be in one situation and in the next he gets a notification on his pager and then he has to be out there in the field within a matter of minutes. Um, no preparation, no way for him to psychologically prepare himself or physically prepare himself. He just has to be out the door, down to the station as quickly as possible. Oh, no, 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 never mind. One sec. Let me just check. I might have to go in a minute, though. There's that beeping you were talking about. Okay, right, I'm good to go. So it's, it, it could be quite an instantaneous thing, like just, just then, you know, the, the pager going off, and you have to drop what you're doing. Yeah, so you heard the beep. I thought it was um, what I was required to go to. It's not actually what I'm required to go to at the moment. Um, but, yeah, it's instantaneous. You, you don't quite know when it's going to hit you, and so you just got to drop what you're doing and go. You sometimes like cooking dinner or, you know, about to go to bed or something and then it goes off? I've, I wake up in the middle of the night to it because obviously I'm on call at night. I've been cooking dinner. Usually it always happens just bef just as I finish cooking dinner, just when you're about to eat. That's, that's the worst time. I was actually in the swimming pool, I think, a couple months back and the page had caught me off guard in the middle of the swimming pool. So there's me running down the hallway trying to desperately put my socks on, you know, in swimming, swimming wear, which was a bit interesting, but catch you anywhere because the main, main reason why i wanted to talk to you about this because it isn't really a very conventional thing for for someone of you know our generation to to do whilst they're at university or you know the moment they get out of university really is it no i mean i i, I never thought about it being particularly different I, I just sort of thought that it's a good idea but when you do think about it actually it's a huge commitment um you know, because you have to stay around, you have to give the hours, you have to be proficient and have a different skill set as well as a different mindset. And you have to deal with, um, I mean, you mentioned earlier, the psychological stress. There is definitely a pressure and a stress put on you from the situations that you are in. And just, just lastly, you know, what, what's your what's your best memory from 
your whole experience of being a part-time firefighter? Well, I've got a lot of good memories. I can't, I can't say that from sitting in a, sitting in a field drinking tea. Lovely summer's day. Absolutely beautiful. Um, managing to spend 60 quid on KFC for a, for a night, which was great. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good experiences. I think the most satisfying, uh, is definitely those saving a life or at least assisting saving a life. Um, because you know you've actually made a difference. And doing that as part of a team as well, I guess. Yeah. And obviously your colleagues are everything as well. Okay. Well, thanks very much for talking to me. No problem. All the best.